Welcome to ServiceNow Tech Bytes, bringing you an inside look at our products. I'm your host, Steve Miller. Today we'll be talking with product architects Michael Thompson and Grant Hulbert about integrating IBM's Watson into the ServiceNow platform. We'll talk about how to use Watson on the platform and we'll look at some good use cases. Stay tuned. Joining us today are Michael Thompson and Grant Hulbert from our Strategic Technology Alliance team. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Before we start in uh, talking about IBM Watson, let me ask you guys uh, to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do here at ServiceNow. Grant? Well, I'm a Strategic Technology Alliance's architect, which is kind of a fancy way of saying I'm a bit of a technical diplomat. So I and my team work with ServiceNow's largest, most strategic uh, technology alliances. Um, that means with any large company that has a technology that ServiceNow feels is strategic. And what about when you're not here at work? What do you like to do? Well, you know, I kind of take a postman's holiday. I'm just an, just the ultimate nerd. And so, believe it or not, on the weekends, my favorite thing to do is coding. Um, uh, perhaps not ServiceNow coding, but uh, I play with a lot of automation and um, IoT. So, I'm, I'm that guy in the neighborhood who uh, fully automated his house with Alexa and has as many systems as possible uh, connected to the internet at home. Sounds like uh, an integrated lifestyle. <laughs> and how about you, Michael? What do you do here? So I work on the same team as Grant. Uh, I am a Technology Alliance consultant, easily known as a developer for our team. Uh, working with you know all our strategic partners, especially I've worked with IBM uh, fairly closely over the last, I'd say, year and a half. Okay, and how about uh, how about you when you're not at work? <laughs> so outside of work, I would say that I'm I'm a nerd as well. Uh, doing development. Uh, this is how this actually started. Uh, I was doing this on my free time. Uh, other than that, uh, big uh, gamer. So board games, tabletop games, D&D. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. All right, before we get started about talking about the integration, maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about just what is IBM Watson? So Watson uh, was actually created as a question answering system. It was built uh, to apply advanced natural language processing, doing information retrieval, automated reasoning, and kind of machine learning. And you might remember uh, back in 2011, they showcased it using it on Jeopardy against two of the top players where it actually won uh, against them. Mm -hmm. On top of that, so IBM uh, Cloud has taken Watson and Watson has expanded into various uh, services. Uh, some of those services include Watson Assistant, uh, which was formerly their conversation service for chatbots. Uh, there's Watson Discovery. There's uh, Language Translator natural language classifier, uh, natural language understanding, personality insights, uh, speech to text as well as text to speech, uh, tone analyzer, and a visual recognition, some of their services that they offer. And I'd, I'd love to amplify on that list. So it's a giant list of really cool things that uh, IBM provides. Um, so a few of these. So Watson Discovery, um, that's a pretty short word for a, a big thing that they do. 
it's a it's basically their way of you can feed discovery an enormous number of documents and it will read through them as close as possible to the way that a that a human summarizer might and find relationships and connections between those documents and so you can imagine in the enterprise world people wanting that being able to feed just massive amounts of information and allow an end user to kind of explore those in in different ways um, some of the other ones, you know, pretty pretty standard stuff. You can imagine a language translator, what that would do. Uh, personal, personality insights is is pretty cool. It's it's actually analyzing the text of a of the way a person reacts and and giving you uh, information about their personality. And then one that seems uh, almost magic, although I guess in today's world probably not as uh, not as magic, but the fact that we individual users have access to this technology, visual recognition. You can feed. Watson, a photo, just any arbitrary photo, and it will come back with structured information telling you what's in that photo, relationships, uh, people, mountains, um, and and how the items are are connected to each other inside of the photo. So there's some some real cool technology going on over there at IBM. Does it do that for sound as well, by chance? Um, they for sound they have uh, speech to text, which is obviously a well known thing. But I've also heard that they have a sort of a music analysis. Now it's it's not one that we're connected to, but uh, Watson Labs is working on music analysis where they can actually take a full concert and break apart each individual musical instrument and the notes out of a single sound stream. So pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, interesting. Maybe not so much the business application, but uh, <laughs> interesting right. technology. Well, my impression looking at these is that many of these exist, like you say, they're nothing special. They're, they're, they're fairly common technology. It sounds like one of the things that I that Watson does is integrating them all together so you can leverage the whole package at, at once. Is that is that true? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you could, you know, tie in uh, one service with another one to to help enhance it in a way. So, you know, using Watson um, Assistant, which is their their chat bot, uh, you can easily tie in, you know, the, the tone analyzer, uh, the personality insights to kind of gather, you know, what the person is like so that you know how to handle them within the actual conversation. The other thing they've done is created this suite. So not only are they connected to each other, but the nicest thing here is that this is a cloud service. So it's it's Watson as a service, means that it's very easy through simple APIs to call any one of these services and make use of them without actually having to buy any equipment or um, really go through any complicated sign-up process. You've just got this library of great tools and you can use them mix and match. Okay, and so here we have this great set of integrated tools. Now the next step is it's integrated into ServiceNow. So tell us what you did to do that. Yeah, so we went ahead and created a in ServiceNow a scoped application uh, where we make it easy to call all of these various uh, APIs within ServiceNow. So essentially what we've done is we've taken uh, a look at every single of the Watson services that have uh, available APIs to them. Uh, so if you look at Watson Assistant, for example, there's about 42 different endpoints that you can hit. We've taken all 42 of those and created the REST messages around them, the uh, HTTP methods for them, uh, you know, 
setting all the parameters that would have to go into making these calls. And we've wrapped that all inside a script include function, which you can easily call in, you know, two to three lines. It's impressive work that, that Mike's done here for our team um, because it's it's kind of daunting. I mean, as cool it is, as it is when you read the documentation on Watson's site, um, you realize quickly, wow, there's a lot of stuff there. And if I want to use it from ServiceNow, I'm going to have to do a bit of work. But Mike's done all that work uh, and, in fact, wrapped it inside of a, of a scoped application where, it's, where uh, even the documentation is easily accessible. Sample code for all of these pieces are accessible. Um, and so basically all of the plumbing and the drudge work of making these connections out to a service like that, Mike has already handled for you. So now it's just the smooth operation of, of wiring those up inside of any ServiceNow application that you feel like building. If you want Watson to do something in the back end, you can use Mike's code and not have to think about um, all of the, the details of that. Well, that uh, sounds like it's made it a lot more convenient for users. So once a developer downloads the app, then what? So once a uh, developer has downloaded the application uh, and they've installed it, uh, and it's just installing it via an update set, um, really the only thing that they need to do to get it to start working is update what we call uh, profiles, authentication profiles. So within IBM Cloud, they'll have the credentials that they'll have to get uh, for each individual service. They'll plop that inside of ServiceNow into the uh, table that we've created for them. Uh, and right away, they'll be able to easily connect and make uh, example, uh, sample API calls. My favorite thing about this, again, what Mike has done is that um, he's contained everything inside of ServiceNow. So what that means is I don't have to, as a developer who's unfamiliar with using these services, I don't have to keep flipping back and forth between a whole bunch of different tabs, fly over to Watson, try to read some documentation there. He's contained their documentation within the ServiceNow app. So I can stay in ServiceNow. I can read a little bit of a review of about, about how to use it. I can read the documentation, again, within the same page in ServiceNow, and even copy and paste little code snippets that are sitting right there inside of our app. So we call this a self-documenting app. Um, a lot of a lot of apps uh, in service now that haven't been as as polished as this um, require you to still have uh, some other place to go to read the docs. But we fully integrated it in, so it's a simple matter of of looking at one page inside of service now and using the services from within that same page, reading the docs, and even experimenting and playing with it from in that same page. Kind of going off what Grant said, so we've we've included a documentation page for each actual service, uh, and that can be found on the application menu itself. Uh, but as you go through that documentation page, it lists out every single function that we've built inside ServiceNow and what exactly it's doing as far as the REST call itself. Um, it'll tell you what its parameters are, so what it's expecting, what its optional parameters are, You know whether it's a string or an object that you have to pass into it and how you would pass it in. Uh, and then actual uh, how you would call it and then an actual response um, of the object itself so that you know when you are making a specific call, this is the data that I'm going to get back. So I know how I can take that data and use it for my application. I especially like that response part because a lot of times when I'm experimenting um, with with new services, I have no idea what it is that I'm expecting to get back. And so it was really nice to see um, that there's this giant JSON blob of, a, of an example of, of what, what I should see when I'm going to be doing these experiments on my own. 
So you're just pointing out how the documentation is all integrated on the platform along with the application. It sounds like you've gone even farther than that, integrating Watson data itself or bringing that down to the platform. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, correct. So uh, for certain services, there's uh, some data that you may want to have captured inside ServiceNow. Uh, looking at Watson Ass uh, Assistant, which is the conversation service, um, you know, inside the IBM Cloud side and the Assistant side, uh, you have to maintain a list of entities, intents, uh, even the dialogue nodes themselves. Uh, so what we've actually done is we've taken all of that and we're um, ingesting all of that information and putting it in a table that uh, you can easily read and maintain on the ServiceNow side. Yeah, the cool thing about that is that if you're more familiar with how ServiceNow does things and you would like to manipulate your Watson information on the ServiceNow side, you can do it because it's just sitting in a table there. You don't have to go log into an unfamiliar service over on the Watson side and, and figure out how it is that they store it. So ServiceNow, of course, you know, people who are more familiar with that um, have got all of their tricks and, and tips in the, of, of how they manipulate that kind of information. Yeah, and, and a lot of the, this data that actually can get imported is very helpful in other ways. So you look at the text-to-speech or the speech-to-text. So, um, you know, you have to determine, you know, especially for speech-to-text, uh, what profile you actually want that text to sound like. So, you know, do you want it as uh, U.S. male voice or U.S. female voice or U.K., you know? So being able to see that data inside ServiceNow and not have to go on to the uh, IBM Cloud side to try to figure out what all those are uh, makes it so much useful. Okay, well, that's a good look at the mechanics of the thing. Now, let me ask you guys about use cases. I've, I'm going to imagine myself as a developer looking at uh, all these capabilities and wondering, well, what all could I do with this? Um, anything to start us off thinking about? Yeah, so with the, the app itself, I've been in... Uh periodically including example use cases that uh, the developers can download and take a look at to see how they would go about actually using uh, the service for you know specific needs uh, and one of them that we've that I've actually built is using Watson natural language understanding uh, and using that inside of our own virtual agent uh, so that when a user describes their problem, it will go out to the natural language understanding service. It'll get back the information and it will grab the sentiment of that, uh, the issue that they're having. And if it meets a certain threshold, uh, it'll actually kick it over to a live agent rather than them just going down the normal path of creating an actual incident. Okay, well, the virtual agent application, that sounds like a really good one for a variety of business applications. Any more? Absolutely. Um, so uh, speech to text is a, is a pretty obvious one as well. Um, let's say you've got a call center with uh, agents who are uh, creating incidents. If the call's recorded, then Watson can translate it from audio to text and store that information inside of the incident record. So it's, you know, the, the applications there are obvious. Uh, it's it makes sense that you would want to have some searchable text version of a conversation including with all, included with all of your incidents. Would you, would you be able to use that technology? Now, you describe it in terms of incidents, but I could see how there'd be other things. Um, suppose an agent were taking an order from a customer. Uh, could you use the same thing? Excellent point. So um, as sort of a backup uh, to confirm you know, what it was that the either the customer said or the agent said, um, and, and again, because 
audio recordings are not searchable, but the textual conversions of those are, um, the, the applications are, are incredible for just being able to make sure that every bit of audio is, is collected as, as text inside of your, your business. Yeah, I can see. I mean, as a consumer myself, I have a number of phone calls where I hear that my call may be monitored or recorded. Insurance companies, credit cards, things like that. I could see how all of those situations, it would be desirable for the company to have that in text form, to have it understood more than just a a, a raw recording that will help provide better customer service and provide the company with some protection. Absolutely. Well, another use case that I heard about, our colleague Darius Kumari in the ServiceNow Hackathon used one of these capabilities. Can you tell us a little more about that? First of all, we had a worldwide hackathon back on November 29th, and we encouraged uh, everyone inside uh, the company, our engineers, anyone who joined this hackathon in the in the company, to use as many of our partner technologies as possible. And so Darius was able to very quickly leverage Mike's uh, application in order to analyze sentiment for prospective leads to inform sales decisions. And we thought that was just a fantastic use of this this technology. Okay, that's great to have our own folks blazing the trail by putting this thing into use. Hopefully that'll be an inspiration to other users. And then uh, one of my favorite, just because it's kind of cool, is the visual analysis. I uh, alluded to this earlier, but the idea that you can just point Watson at an image Um, either an image file or even a URL to an image and have Watson analyze it and break it down into its component parts uh, along with percentage of of what it considers accuracy. So if if it's only 50% sure that that's a poodle in there, it'll tell you I'm 50% sure that's a poodle. Um, but there are there are plenty of business applications where, you know, maybe somebody's taking a, a photo of an item in a factory and uh, sending it in. And there, uh, it could be somebody's unfamiliar with this area, wants to know what that item is. Um, or if it's a broken piece and uh, we need... Um, uh, yeah, we need know, a replacement. Just yes, we need, need a replacement. replacement. Can you send us another one of these? Yeah, uh, whatever this thing is. Uh-huh. Um, so being able to, to analyze complex images is, is really groundbreaking. All right, now that we've piqued everyone's interest with these use cases, um, let me ask you guys, where can people go to find out more information about this? We have a couple of places uh, on our community. Uh, we have a blog post, which you can find by searching, quote, easily connect ServiceNow to IBM Watson Services. That's the title of the article. And the post shows you the steps for installing, uh, as well as a link to where you can download the application on Share. And the application was uploaded by Mike here to Share, and I'll, I'll let him introduce that one. Yeah, so you can easily go find the application itself if you go to developer.servicenow.com, uh, and then under share. If you search for IBM Watson or IBM Watson services, it'll be the first one on the list and you can go in there. Uh, Within the actual description, there is a link back to the article that Grant was describing. So some of the other things on there is that there is a setup guide, uh, an actual PDF that you can download. Uh, The application is there to download as well as the example use cases that I'll uh, put out in the future as well uh, can be downloaded there as well. We also are looking for any uh, feedback. Uh, So if you would like to see a particular use case example, uh, feel free to leave it in the comments section and I will check and try to add that uh, as, as they come in. 
Okay. Or if users create applications or, or uses of their own, uh, would you be interested in hearing about them? We would love to hear about that. And in fact, we have a direct line back to the engineers and the product managers at IBM Watson who are very interested in finding out how people are using ServiceNow and Watson together. Okay, well, that's good. And in fact, it occurred to me that uh, as an additional source of information, would IBM's Watson documentation be a good source? Their documentation does not have references to ServiceNow. But as far as how you might use it. How to use it, of course. IBM's cloud site has tremendous deeper information than we provide. So our article provides a link over to their documentation. And from there, you can go wild reading much, much more in depth about how their product works. Yeah, one of the things I, I forgot to mention earlier was that uh, along with the documentation on all of the ServiceNow functions and how to call them and stuff, uh, there's actually links uh, in each application menu for a link out to the actual service, the IBM uh, documentation, as well as the actual API reference documentation as well. All right. I wanted to thank you both for the scoop on this. It's been very interesting. Thanks for coming on the program. Our pleasure. Thank you. Please tell us what you think of this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more information on any ServiceNow topic, Take a look at our product documentation, knowledge base, or now support YouTube channel. Thanks for listening.